Next on BYU Sports Nation, ESPN's Football Power Index gives BYU a projected win total in 2018. Is it enough for bowl eligibility? Is Mike Weir's 2003 Masters Championship the greatest individual accomplishment by a Cougar ever? We will discuss. Brendan Anderson and BYU Baseball open up what the coach has called a must-sweep series. Plus, Angels AAA pitcher Taylor Cole live in his new home, Salt Lake City. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, April 5th, wherever and however you are connected, great to have you with us. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton, or should I call you by your new gamer tag, Leroy Jenkins homeboy. <laughs> yes, that would be my gamer tag. I don't really I don't play too many video games. I play more old school stuff like uh we have this, you know, fake Nintendo where we're playing NBA Jam and Tecmo Super Bowl. That's more of my jam. But yeah, Leroy J- if I can be Leroy Jenkins kind of storm in uh unimpeded a little early, I'm going to do it. No Warcraft, no Fortnite. I played Warcraft when I was like 14 a couple times and I was like this is this is a little much for me, you know. I, I let I let uh, Russell Malloy and Jaron Hyatt take care of that. <laughs> yeah, and certain members of the Boston Celtics that uh, are big time gamers, right? Oh, Gordon Hayward, brother Hayward. Yeah, Gordon Hayward. Yeah, brother Hayward. That's right. Well, well, while he's recovering and going through that training, he's got to get Fortnite. He's got to get his uh, mental reps. <laughs> one time, one time uh, we were on the the sidelines, and Kyle Van Noy was on the sidelines. In BYU football practice, I'm like Kyle, what's going on, man? How you doing? He's like, ah, oh, just a little banged up, getting those mental reps in. And I was like, can I use that at home, honey? Can you do the dishes? I'm getting the mental dish reps in, honey. Just give me a minute. I'm thinking about it. I was like, that's that's such a load of crack. Mental reps. That's an outstanding approach to uh, hey, making you your put, marriage succeed. Can you put Vanderbilt? Yeah, yeah. Hold on, I'm going through mental reps here. Okay, <laughs> maybe later. I don't have time for that right now. I'm hurt. You can join. You can join Jared, Leroy Jenkins, homeboy, on uh, PlayStation Two, on PS Four, <laughs> on PS Two. Can't even buy games for that anymore. Can, can you play? I have online? a PS Three, and it feels outdated. I know. I know. I do as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Xbox. You mean three hundred and sixty? You mean X one? You mean? Yeah. Oh, my friends! All rise and shout! It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. ESPN released their annual football power index, ranking all 130 college football teams with a mathematical formula that Albert Einstein would be proud of. Mm. What is FPI? Answer, and I quote, it is meant to be the best predictor of a team's performance going forward for the rest of the season. Mm. Projected results are based on 10,000 simulations. So it's 10,000. Of the rest of the season using FPI, results to date, and the remaining schedule. Some numbers of note, Jerem. BYU is ranked 80 out of 130 Not according good. to FPI. Not good. They have an FPI of minus 4.8, which means the Cougars are 4.8 points below the median college football team. For example, if Utah was like a 10 and BYU is a minus 4.8, they would proje- uh, project Utah to beat BYU by 14 points. Okay? Simplify. Too much math here. Then there's this. The Cougars are projected to win 
4.7 games this season. Essentially five wins uh, and seven losses. Is the ESPN projection of 4.7 wins for BYU this season too high, too low, or just right? Thanks for our font coordinator for reminding us the BYU went 4-9 and nine on that uh, graphic there, by the way. Uh, I think it's fair from their perspective, crunching the numbers, given what BYU did last year. And the Cougars return essentially the same group of skill position players. However, we all hope it's higher. One more win? That's it? That's all ESPN's FBI is giving BYU? Really? Does one more win mean success? No. We hope it's three to four more wins than last year. You know, seven or eight wins would be really nice. Listen, six is the minimum BYU needs to get get back to a bowl game. I, I, I'm going to be hard-pressed to say if BYU goes five and seven, then, yeah, that was, that was a good season. It was better. It was improved. Yes, you improved by one game, but... Being bowl eligible is not hard. Getting six wins, come on. Like 80 out of the 130 teams get bowl eligible. There's like 40 bowl. It's, it's not that hard to get bowl eligible. You can't lose to UMass. You can't lose to ECU. You know, like it wouldn't have been that hard. 4.7 wins projected. I understand why the formula has BYU going so low, but I really think it should be closer to five and a half or six wins. That was BYU's worst season in 49 years. It's an outlier, or so we hope. But it feels like an outlier because the Cougars had gone to 12 consecutive bowl games. Right. We've gone through the football schedule. We did it, I think, a couple of days after the football season officially ended, Jerem. Oh, yeah. Because we wanted to turn the page. And we'll do it 28 more times. We will. Can BYU win Six games on the 2018 football schedule. Yes. I yes. think that 4.7 is too low. I, I was expecting more like 5. But there were 10,000 simulations, Spencer. I was expecting more like 5.7, you know, or somewhere around 6. Now, if there were 10,100 simulations, I would have taken this with more credence. Oh, Are you questioning of- my logic? Yes. Yes, yes. you emotionless computer. I am questioning your logic. Here. My name is Jeppy. ESPN's Football Power Index has two opponents in the top 12, six teams in the top 42, four opponents, 93 or worse, including an FCS team, okay? Spencer, is the 2018 BYU football schedule too hard or fair? Man, the balance is just really not there because you play really, really good teams and then you have four really bad teams. You're hoping for more equal matchups in the middle of the pack, right? So Middle of the pack 12? I don't think that Like Arizona is. and Cal? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't think it's unfair. Okay. But I, I don't like the balance of it. And that's led by the fact that BYU plays a gauntlet of a road schedule. I don't mind playing five power five teams and Boise State, but five of those six are on the road. Yeah, that's too much. That is it's too hard. Too tough. BYU has to play at Arizona, at Wisconsin, at Washington, at Boise State, and at Utah. Too hard. It's too hard. Now, now, if I'm Tom Homel, I say, well, look at 2019 schedule. That was the cost of business. Okay, but 2018 is going to be difficult. Generally, I like the independent schedules. Here's what I want. And there was a lot of conversation with me and other people on Twitter yesterday about this. I want to be clear. I don't want to go back to the Mountain West. I want to stay Indy, but I want one to two fewer Power 5 teams on the schedule. 
Cougar Stats has said that historically BYU has won about 40% of its Power 5 games. So if you play 5, generally BYU is going 2 and 3. A really good result would be 3 and 2. You still have two losses. And you're still trying to uh, win out the rest of the season. Then you get a 10 and 2 regular season record. And that would be good. But that's assuming that you go 3 and 2. And that's assuming that you win every other game. Okay? If you don't win 10-plus games, it's hard to be quantifiably relevant. BYU doesn't have a conference championship to play for. They can't say, oh, we were this uh, standing or whatever. So playing five power five opponents, okay. It's probably one more than I want to play, but four are on the road. Four on the road, that's really hard. I'm not suggesting playing cupcakes. I'm just saying, can there be a little more balance, a little more middle ground in this? Ideally, I would like to see BYU have at least two of those five Power Five games at home. Yes. This is the, we've got to be prepared for a Power Five conference schedule if and when they come calling. But I don't think it needs to happen right now. I think you just do it later. Like, why kill yourself if you're not guaranteed to be in a Power, like, win as much as you can? Hey, bowl game every week mentality. 18-year-old Zach Wilson got some national love yesterday when BYU head football coach Kalani Satake was a featured guest on the Jim Rome Show. When asked by Rome about the freshman quarterback, Satake said the following. Having a freshman that's getting ready to go to prom in a, in a week or so, <laughs> you know, be, be able to uh, run with the ones and then feel confidence enough to be around the team. It goes because they're coaching and the culture that they're providing and then also the leadership on our team and the guys welcoming him, him into the family. Jerem, is there more pressure taking reps with the ones as an 18-year-old true freshman? early graduate of high school, or preparing for your senior prom. Senior prom, dude, especially in Utah. There's a lot of pressure there. The, the, you got to be crazy creative in how you ask. You get the corset, or what is, what is it, the, the flower? Corsage, not corset, very different. <laughs> it's prom, dude. It is absolutely prom. He doesn't have to be the starter. Yes. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's not the worst thing that's happened on this program. <laughs> it's not, but it's really funny. Don't go listen to the radio show back when it was radio only. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. Corsets and corsets. Yeah, try, aside. try and transition out of that. <laughs> aside, Good luck. Aside from that. It's prom. It's prom, Jerem. It's prom. He's comfortable on the football field. Here's the good thing about being 18 years old and playing quarterback at BYU is... That's one of the top five moments of showing. The expectations, <laughs> the expectations for him outside of his own mind and his own family, per se, are not, like, ridiculously high. So if he comes in and does some good things, it's like, oh, he's 18, he's young. BYU fans and the coaches, they're going to expect more from Bo Hodge and Tanner Mangum because yes. they've been in the program and for a while. And even Joe Critchlow, frankly. Yeah, started yes, and Joe Critchlow. Those guys have already played, and so the expectation is set higher for them. Zach comes in, he can just free flow. It's, he's in a good spot mentally right now. Because he can just let it fly as the quarterback. He's taking reps with the ones straight out of high school. This is a big deal for Zach oh, Wilson, absolutely. too. absolutely. And, and make no mistake, he's got a shot to be the starting quarterback. Now, I think it'd be pretty wild to throw a true freshman out against that schedule, four power fives, and Boise State on the road. Like, that's pretty daunting got, for anybody, walk let that, alone a kid that was in high school. Got to be careful on that line. You don't, you don't want to damage him right. too early exactly. in his career. I'm not sure he's comfortable on the dance floor, though. So, that's, And that's the pressure of prom, right? You got to be able to dance a little bit. Yesterday, Jason Shepard talked to baseball coach Michael Littlewood about the Santa Clara series, which begins tonight. For Littlewood and the Cougars, this is a big series. 
I feel like this is a must sweep for us, which puts a pressure on, and you don't want to go into a series thinking you have the sweep. But I think our guys know that, mm-hmm. hey, you can't sweep if you don't win Thursday, though. Must sweep? Must sweep? There's a lot of pressure in this. Spencer, is this a must sweep series for oh, BYU baseball? No. no. And I'm channeling my inner Brian Regan here, okay? No, it's not a must sweep. Mathematically, BYU is still capable of winning enough games to get into the top four, even if they don't sweep Santa Clara. That said, I understand the urgency here. Odds are not great for BYU to feel comfortable about being in the top four of the West Coast Conference if they don't at least win this series against Santa Clara. If they sweep it, then you start to feel a lot better about the Cougars' chances of being one of the top four teams. We laid out the math. Typically, you need 16 wins in conference play to feel good about being in the top four. If BYU sweeps Santa Clara, then they've got to go 10-5 and five over oh. their last 15, which is, seems more palatable than the 13-5 and five that they need to, de- to go to hit the 16 mark right now. Yes, it's not like Santa Clara is a slouch either. 15-11, they're 4-5 and five in league. One good game team. better. They're, they're decent. There's a lot of uh, parody in the WCC. Must sweep is a lot of pressure. I'd say just win the series. Win the series. Win tonight and then win the next day and then win the next day. We'll see how, uh, by the way, how weather affects the series. But tonight live on uh, BYU TV, BYU Radio 8 Eastern. Jerem, today a tradition unlike any other has teed off. The Indeed. Masters in Augusta, Georgia which always brings up Mike Weir, the fabulous BYU golfer who in 2003 had a magical run around Amen Corner and walking up 18 as the Masters champion. Is his victory in Augusta the greatest individual sporting accomplishment by a BYU Cougar? First off, don't we have some music we could play a la CBS during this part? Let's get it going. Yeah, let's set the tone. This is not what I was expecting. <laughs> we didn't get the rights to the music? This sounds like depression. What is this? Uh, well, I, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll use it. Individual? Yes. Yes! BYU doesn't have a great tennis player. They've had some good golfers, but individual accomplishments? I think this is the greatest one ever. Don't forget about Johnny Miller, though. He won, uh, he won the 73 U.S. Open, 76 Open Championship, 25 Tour Victories. That's legit. But the Masters is the granddaddy, dude, in golf. It's and the that's Rose a big Bowl deal. of golf. Yes, that's a big deal. Now, I heard a bird. Is that indigenous to this region of the country? I, I'm <sighs> like, that one's definitely not because that was me. By the way, we're all on Tiger Watch. Love him or hate him. We're on Tony Fina Watch. He's good for the game. And we're on Tony Fina Watch. That coming up. After More that. that Hole-in-one situation that resulted... Oh, nice symbols. That's great. <laughs> ...in an unfortunate twist of the ankle, but he's a man's man and just popped it right back into place. Yes, more on that in Big Game Logan. He will <laughs> tee off later today. Or maybe he has just teed off. He's going to tee off in about... Mike Weir, by the way, is six over through 12 holes. Winning the Masters is amazing. Like, it's hard to beat that. This is really dramatic right now. But as an American, with dramatic music playing, the Super Bowl outweighs the Masters, Jaron. And oh, okay. Steve Young mm. and his performance in Super Bowl 26 against the San Diego Chargers with Jerry Rice and his team, that that is the mark for me. That's Six the, touchdown passes, the greatest individual performance by a BYU Cougar in my mind. Yeah, Mike Weir winning the Masters 
to me. Individual is the one that pops. Like, you need the team collective in football. That's why I go with Mike Ware. Our Six question, touchdowns, though. Nice. Six touchdown passes. That's incredible. It's good. You, you need to have 60 minutes of being good. Mike, we had to go four days of being good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll yeah. give you that. But I just, oh, man. The ability to perform under high levels of pressure for both of those guys yeah. is so incredible. One of them four days in a row. So incredible. <laughs> well, Sunday feels like the champion. Like, if you're in it on Sunday, and you're that is real pressure at the Masters. Absolutely. Our question of the day, back to BYU football. What is your reaction to the ESPN Football Power Index Win projection for BYU in 2018. That music it's was so bad. 4.7. <laughs> 4. 4.7 wins. First response at B-Royal Blue Coog. I think it's a good thing. We are already coming into a season with a chip on our shoulder. This will only fan flames and make us come out swinging a little harder. Hashtag go Cougs. Coming up, was Kyle Collinsworth's career high last night for the Mavericks a big deal? And it's opening day for minor league baseball. A former Cougar is at AAA Salt Lake City. Taylor Cole will join us. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Batcats have what Coach Mike Littlewood has called a must-sweep series starting tonight against Santa Clara. 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. This is a big one for the Cougars. The pressure is on as the Cougars are 3-6 and six in league, tied for last place currently. Trying to climb out of that spot. Santa Clara's coach has one of the great names I've ever heard. Yes. Rusty Filter. Rusty Filter. He sounds in like a cars, character from Cars. Cars 4. Rusty Filter on BYU TV. A lot of us have one of those. He's a great dude, by the way, and uh, has got a good thing going as he tries to resurrect that Santa Clara baseball program. Yeah. Anyway, the, you're right. The pressure's on tonight. I like it. I like. Can I you like imagine a, an opposing uh, coach or manager saying, this is a must-sweep over BYU. It's like, oh, it's on now. Let's go. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. BYU Sports Nation, as always, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation happening on social media. Follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter and Instagram. Use the hashtag BYUSN whenever and wherever you would like to converse with us. Our question of the day, what is your reaction to the ESPN Football Power Index win projection for BYU in 2018? It's 4.7. At WD Heath 40. Wow. That's a bit pessimistic. Understandable after last year, but like Michigan State did last year, BYU will rebound to perform much better than that. That's the hope. Absolutely. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is a man who made his Major League debut last year. He opens up this baseball season as a part of the Salt Lake Bees pitching staff at Triple A for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. His name is Taylor Cole. Taylor, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thanks. Glad to be on. Hey, what was the process of uh, getting signed by the Angels organization like over the offseason? Yeah, this offseason was a crazy one, as I'm sure you guys heard. I mean, it was uh, not the... <laughs> not the free agent market that I wanted to fall into for my first time being a free agent. Um, you know, just took a lot, a lot of guys a long time to sign. And so it got pretty late for me. You know, we were getting into uh, a week or two before spring training and uh, I set up um, a workout actually in Arizona and uh, you know, they liked what they saw and, and, uh, and signed me as actually uh, um, you know, a guy named uh, Jason DeRocher um, was a scout. And uh, he liked what he saw, and they signed me. 
you played for the Toronto Blue Jays last year. You broke into the majors, which was awesome. Unfortunately, if I understand correctly, you got hurt in the same game. Can you kind of recap that uh, the excitement and then kind of the disappointment of that? Yeah. Yeah, so um, obviously making your major league debut is a dream come true. Um, you know, so that was that was awesome. And uh, I got up there, I'm, I'm pitching, and uh, I get into the second inning, and I get a comebacker that uh, – that broke my toe. Um, I finished the inning and, um, I, I, yeah, I, I finished the inning, but when I came out, you know, I was, I was sore, but I didn't know it was broken until, you know, the adrenaline calmed down. As you can imagine, it was pretty high on my debut. And, uh, the next morning I came in and uh, we got an x-ray and, and found out that it was, uh, indeed broken. So yeah, we went from, you know, here I am making my major league debut to now on the disabled list shortly after that, getting, uh, getting released and then signed back. It was just a whirlwind. So um, the game of baseball is uh, will bring you to the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, man. And I experienced that within hours of each other. And that was your seventh uh, year playing pro baseball. And if I understand correctly, you served your mission in Toronto and then you debuted with the Blue Jays. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It was pretty too, cool, too, because, um, you know, when I got called up, it, it was against the Houston Astros. So we went to Houston for like three days. And, you know, usually a relief pitcher will throw within those – you know, two, three games, but I did not, um, for whatever reason. And it just made for uh, a better story for me to make the debut in Toronto where I served my mission and, um, you know, always kind of envisioned once I did get signed, Hey, you know, that, that'd be a cool thing to, to serve there for a couple of years and then to come back and, and make my major league debut. So, um, yeah, it was just, it was just a really cool, you know, thing for me and my family. Taylor Cole, former BYU standout, AAA pitcher for the Salt Lake Bees as part of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim organization, is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Taylor, what kind of uh, growth did you experience mentally having to go through that? Because you mentioned highest of highs, the lowest of lows within hours. That That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's what you sign up for, right? It's like, you know, they say that anything, you know, if um, – if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. That's my wife's favorite quote, you know, and, and it's true. I mean, anything that uh, you really want and is uh, worth going after is, you know, you're going to have some really challenging uh, circumstances that happen. And, and if you're willing to go through those, then uh, there's a lot of good that can come out of it. Um, and so for me, uh, I had to learn that, you know, everybody has to go through it at some point and, um you know, at the time, you, you, you just you kind of wonder why it's happening to you, but you just got to, you know, for me, um, it was a maturing process. You know, I had to reevaluate, you know, just, you know, just life in general. And you just take one day at a time. And for, um, for me, it just, it, it just uh, I, I realized that, um, you know, for me, I just need to be grateful that I'm playing the game of baseball. You know, <laughs> that's the biggest thing. And uh, for me, I'm, I'm Obviously, you know, I went on a mission, you know, I have a, you know, strong testimony. And I just, for me, my belief is that God's going to take you where he wants to take you. All you can do is your best. And so for me, I just kind of try to take that approach. Just do everything that you can that's in your control and let everything else uh, take care of itself. Take care of itself. And Taylor, you're back in Utah now. You played a couple years at BYU and now uh, the Salt Lake Bees, uh, it's minor league opening day. So what's it like to be back in the uh, Beehive State? Oh, it's, it's awesome. I mean, I've been on for most of my career in the East Coast, uh, which I've grown to love. But, I mean, you know, I'm a West Coast guy, you know, Vegas, Utah. Um, 
I played in Vancouver for a couple of seasons and I loved it there. But this is this is like you know I mentioned before, like a second home. I mean, we've lived here for the last six years. This past off season was our first time being back back in Vegas, and we keep saying, "Man, we we miss Utah." We you know, so um, got a lot of you know. My sister lives out here, and uh, and her family um, have a lot of lot of friends, and so it's just it's just awesome to experience this and be able to to work play baseball in an environment that's so um you know such home to me taylor what are your uh aspirations as a member of the salt lake bees and and more importantly what are, what are they asking you to do this year at the triple a level yeah so i've always um, been a starter through most of my uh minor league career for through the first like six years well last year um halfway through the season they put me in the bullpen and that's when I um, kind of took off and actually, you know, made my, you know, uh, big league debut. So I'm going to stick with that. And we're just going to, um, I'm, I'm going to be a relief pitcher this year coming out of the bullpen. All my friends are like, so what game are you pitching? I'm like, Hey, I, I don't know. I can pitch any game, you know? <laughs> um, and it's just the, the love from, you know, family and friends. I, I love it. But um, yeah, so I'll be, I'll be coming out of the pen this year. You might get more run and it could be today. Who knows? That's, that's the good news. However, in the angels organization, Taylor, if you can pitch and DH, there are guys uh, that do that now, uh, especially yeah. in that organization. Yeah. Otani. I mean, uh, <laughs> Japanese sensation. I mean, he's, they're, they're saying, you know, he, he didn't have a great spring training and then he comes out to the regular, there even, there was even talk about him starting in AAA, And the joke is like, man, he's just, He's come out in the first five, six games and hit two home runs, one against the best best pitcher in the game yesterday. I think it was at Kluber. Yeah, and uh, he's he won his first start, so he uh, yeah he, he's he, he's going to be just fine. And uh, yeah, my mom always says, you know, you know, you know, she'll go up to any of my coaches and be like, you know, uh, Taylor was a great shortstop too. Have you guys ever seen him uh, hit? <laughs> and uh, you know, it's just moms will be moms, you know. But uh, Andrewton Simmons is doing just fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I haven't I haven't picked up a bat in years. So I mean, um, but the love of the mom, you know, the moms love you, and you just gotta uh, go with it. Oh, outstanding <laughs> stuff, Taylor. Uh, well, we wish you the best of luck today. Uh, we'd like to give you some BYU Sports Nation karma, and hopefully that translates uh, into you getting another call up to the big leagues. Um, if, as you hear the. <laughs> The Gregorian chant play, and I'm sure you're you're new to this, but when you come on the show, typically you perform just a you little get, bit better. You get some good luck. So we're hoping you get some run uh, tonight against the uh, Salt Lake Beach. 6.35 uh, Mountain Time, if you're local and you want to check it out. Taylor, we appreciate the time, man. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. You got it. Taylor Cole, Salt Lake Beach pitcher. On the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, Deseret First, your values, your time on your financial future. It's good to have him back. Um, I was calling the games when he was at BYU here, and he was a fantastic pitcher. It was a cool story like we talked about. He served his mission in Toronto. He debuted with Toronto. He gets hurt in the first game, but he's still in AAA, so he's right there to be able to get the call up to the end. And he said he took off as a relief pitcher, which is where he's going to start with the Bees. There you go. Coming up, Brendan Anderson will join us from the Batcats in the must-sweep series versus Santa Clara. And next, Donovan Mitchell, a BYU fan? Big deal or no deal? From the Utah Yes. BYU Sports Station friends, welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. And we now present our top BYUSN stories. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. 
BYU baseball opens up a critical three-game series with Santa Clara tonight at Miller Park. 8 p.m. Eastern, live on BYU TV. Mike Littlewood, the head coach, called it a must-sweep series. Bring a broom, Spence. Got to win the first one to have a shot at a sweep. The urgency is real. We'll talk to Brennan Anderson in just a moment. Second-ranked men's volleyball looks to secure the number one seed in the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation tournament in the second-to-last regular season match. It's tonight on the road at Pepperdine on Marv Dumphy Court on the W.TV. Check it out. Take care of business. Win one, you're the one seed, and you host the semis and finals. You skip a, a quarterfinal. That'd be big time. Kyle Collinsworth scored an NBA career best in his rookie season, 13 points, grabbed a career-high nine rebounds, and had a career-high six assists in a 105-100 loss to the Orlando Magic. Hey, nice. And Cougars in the PGA. I hope we're not playing that music again. It was so bad. Mike Weir is currently tied for 54th. He's 5 over through 13 in the first round of the Masters. Weir won the Masters 15 years ago in 03. Honorary Cougar Tony Finau tees off later this morning after being cleared to play after dislocating his ankle yesterday huh? at the par 3 contest while celebrating a hole in one. More on that in a moment. It's hard to watch the video of that. because it's Yeah, such you a... showed it to me. I was like... What's going to happen? It's He's such get a celebratory moment. You yeah. hit a hole in one. Your family's there. It's your first Masters. Then you dislocate your ankle. You pop it back into place, and you're teeing off later today. That is crazy. We'll discuss more of that in just a moment. As we play Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal, No Deal. Presented by Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau, bring everyone together at visitprovo.org, it's definitely a big deal. Ben Bagley, what do you have for us at number one? Big deal, no deal. Offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes saying there's no clear-cut leaders in any skill position battle. No deal. I take this as coach rhetoric. I think internally the guys know who's ahead of who and there's a pecking order. There's always a pecking order in any big organization. There's always a pecking order. I go no deal. This is coach speed for, for the media and the public. You've swayed me. I was going to say big deal, but you're right. The, the coach rhetoric is there. They're they, watching film from every practice. There you go. This guy's better than this guy. They Come have on. an idea of who is at the top of the depth chart. There might not be a clear-cut guy, but that doesn't mean there still isn't a pecking order. And they don't have to figure this out right now. It's April 5th, and we're X amount of days from Arizona, and I don't even care what that number is. So glad that you don't know that. Number Jason two. Jason knows the number. Big deal, no deal. NBA Rookie of the Year candidate Donovan Mitchell tells ESPN's first take yesterday that one of his favorite things about the state of Utah is going to BYU games. Now, this is a big deal if he didn't mention Utah and he mentioned BYU, okay? Donovan Mitchell, I hope, wins the Rookie of the Year. I'm told he didn't mention Utah. I think Ben Simmons is going to win the Rookie of the Year, but I want Donovan Mitchell to win the Rookie of the Year. It's a big deal because he's... An NBA guy with serious cachet. We're talking about one of the two best. And there you are rookies. interviewing him. Did an interview with in him December. during uh, the Portland game. After that game, BYU was twelve and two. It was fantastic. How about Yoli Child's reaction? By the way, oh, that was pretty cool. Donovan, said Donovan Mitchell came <laughs> up and uh, you know gave him congratulations while I was doing that post game interview. It's a cool deal that a guy with that much cachet is coming to BYU and future cash. And more importantly, cash, for the Utah Jazz, he's a guy that is choosing to go to basketball games rather than go out and do other activities. And in a classic Utah Jazz tale, you have to draft them to keep them. Well, Tough to get good free agents here. The Denver Nuggets drafted him. 
the Jazz oh, right. traded for him. There you go. But you got to get him as a rookie, typically, right? Yes. You got to get him as a rookie. Yes. Then they go to the Lakers and try and win. <laughs> they go to the Celtics and unfortunately hey, pull a Tony Fino. Jazz greater than the of. Lakers, and it's not close this year. And I witnessed that firsthand. Number three. Big deal, no deal. Kyle Collinsworth's career-high 13 points last night with the Dallas Mavericks to go with nine rebounds and six assists. Absolutely. Uh, career highs in all three categories, of course that's a big deal. Now, I want, I want Kyle Collinsworth to continue to improve to be able to stick in the NBA. Uh, three points a game, about three boards, one and a half assists. 38% field goal percentage, 27 from three. Um, I, I want him to improve, continue to improve, but we're seeing that. This, that was the culminating moment of his season is he's getting a little more run and getting better. His per 36 numbers are pretty good. Seven and a half points, eight rebounds. Yeah. On a not very good team in the NBA. Right, fourth worst. So it's a big deal because he's the lone guy for BYU in the association. He's it's good to have BYU's somebody there. That's guy. Great. Yeah. Okay, and he's, from what I can tell from the beat writers and the different Dallas Mavericks uh, scouts that are tweeting about what he's doing with uh, his per 36. Those are, those are good things. Those are good things. Totally. Yeah. It's, be- it's beneficial for him to be in a situation where he can get some more run late in the season because they're not going to make the playoffs. Like test them out. See what you got. Listen, being in the NBA better than not being in the NBA. Absolutely. It really is. Good for Kyle Collinsworth. Yeah. Number four. Big deal. No deal. Honorary Cougar. Tony Finau. We've talked about it. Getting a hole in one, dislocating his ankle, popping it back in, waving to the crowd, has an MRI this morning, reveals a high ankle sprain, and he's about to tee off at Augusta. This is a big deal, and this was a softball, and we just Colton shavered this over the center field fence. Like this is an easy question. This is a big deal, and he's an incredible dude, by the way. And then he gets a hole in one. He's celebrating a little too hard, and he dislocates his ankle, pops it back in himself, and then he continued playing yesterday. He's going to play. I'm shocked he can play at all. This is a gargantuan, virtual planetoid, huge deal for Tony Finau, okay? You, you make a hole-in-one, and with all eyes on you, I mean, the, the hole-in-one or the par-three challenge is one of the most viewed things on ESPN because it's the build-up to the Masters. It's exciting. Families are there. And then you, do, you put your ankle back into place, in front of a huge crowd on national TV. Wow. Wave wave to the crowd is my favorite part. <laughs> that would be my – and he's waving his kids over like, hey, come give me a He's hugs. such a great man. He is such a great man. He's hung out at BYU recently with the women's golf team in the indoor practice facility. Like, he's a good – Reno Mahe is hanging out with Tony all the time. Like, Tony Finau's a good dude. Salt he, of the earth person. He represents the religion and the state really well. So the fact that he's still playing, I, I wish him the best. I'm sure that thing has ballooned up and he's dealing with pain, but good for Tony. And Pena. he's like, we're talking about like moments away from him teeing off in his yeah, well, first and he's a Masters. Guy, he's, he's a guy that Four could, minutes. could honestly, at full health, he could win the Masters, Jerem. He's that good. He's he would that have good. a shot because his drive is one of the best. Question of the day. What's your reaction to the ESPN football power index projecting BYU to win 4.7 games in 2018? Hashtag BYUSN. It's opening day for minor leaguers. We'll tell you where they are across the country. Brennan Anderson of the Backcats will join us next to talk about what his coach called a must-sweep series. What is that urgency like in the Cougar dugout? Big Deal No Deal is sponsored by the Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. 
bring everyone together. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Batcats have what Coach Mike Littlewood has called a must-sweep series starting tonight, 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio against Santa Clara. Just keep the rain away from the series, okay? Tonight should be fine. The question is uh, Friday and tomorrow. Saturday. Yeah. yeah, it could get weird. Live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play, I am Spencer Linton alongside Leroy Jenkins' homeboy, Jerem Jordan. I love me some Leroy. Our daily BYU Sports Nation rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. If you wished, missed what Jerem had to say about Zach Wilson and Prom, you're going to want to catch that. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> really appreciate it. Or download hey, the can podcast. we chat after the show about something? <laughs> Face punch. <laughs> I would never hit you physically. Jerem, you make me laugh, man. No, seriously, you... you <laughs> you produce some of the most fantastic moments, and I and let's I, not recount them. I'm not going to. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to. Let's recount them. You're privately. too hard on yourself, though. You you do good things live well, on the air. I don't care. We're on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Spencer. Thank you, You're Benna. welcome, Venna. Thank you, Venna. Oh man, Leroy Jenkins. We, he'd he'd be proud of you at this moment. I try and be the Leroy Jenkins of BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> what is your reaction to the ESPN Football Power Index win projection for BYU in 2018? Woof is my reaction. 4.7. Huh? At Ames Flames. Thankfully, 2018 is not 2017. Scientific so, fact. That would be an accurate prediction for last year's team. But we'll show them we can do better with a flexed arm emoji. All right. That's the hope. Joining us now, a team and... A man from a team that is hoping to flex their muscles tonight against Santa Clara. BYU baseball second baseman Brennan Anderson. Brennan, welcome back to Studio B. What's up, Brennan? Fellas, good to be here. Good to be here again. Okay, your coach says this is a must-sweep series. Clearly the urgency is there for BYU baseball. How are you approaching this type of series when your coach is like, look, you need to go win three starting today? Oh, man, I mean... At when your coach says you got to sweep somebody, I mean, you got to kick it into gear. But I mean, we're going to go out there with a lot of energy, uh, have a lot of fun. When you have fun, you play well. So, I mean, that's the biggest thing we can do is just have a lot of energy, go out there, have fun, and take it to them. Last week was fun. You, you beat Utah Valley. You, you have a great series against Pepperdine as a team. We'll get to you right, individually. Right. But um, do you guys feel uh, the momentum from that carrying over to this week? I mean, we're playing good baseball. It's just little things here and there. I mean, get the big hit when it matters, make the plays when it matters, and then make pitches when it matters. So, I mean, once we can do that, we're going to start rolling, but we got to make that happen tonight. So, I mean, a little urgency there, but we'll do it. The issue with saying um, must sweep is that if you lose a game, you're like, oh, Mm, disappointment. (laughs) But um, there can be positive stress. Do you guys feel kind of motivated by it, or is it – Oh, shoot, now we're feeling it. Well, I mean, we all know where we're at. We all know what we have to do. So, I mean, him saying that, it's, no, it's not news. I mean, we, we knew sure. that before. Yeah, so, I mean, there's crazy things happening in the WCC right now, so we're not out of it by, by any means. So, if we come out here with good energy, we have a little bit of urgency, get those runs across, we'll be fine. This seems like in basketball when a coach will get a tech. He'll just get mad yeah. to try and fire up his fire own it team. Up, man. It feels yeah. like Mike Littlewood's trying to do that publicly with, with the team. And uh, I'm excited for the response tonight. 
Now, there, we do have a bit of breaking news, and uh, you're finding this out <laughs> with us, Brennan. Uh, yeah. The baseball series has been <clears throat> at least moved from Saturday to Friday. So there will be a Friday doubleheader at 2 and 6 Mountain Time live on BYU Radio. So you're going to okay. play two on Friday against Santa Clara. <laughs> what do you think? Thanks for telling me. All right. <laughs> Doubleheader is awesome. Yeah, that, it's going to be gnarly weather, happening. apparently. Yeah, okay. Um, so they're moving it up. Tonight, obviously, the weather appears to be fine for uh, the opener against Santa Clara. What do you know about the Broncos? I mean, and how much do you scout your West Coast Conference opponents? I mean, we know about every single team. We know that they're a team that can get hot. They've played really good baseball this year. So... I mean, we can't take anybody for granted. It doesn't matter, I mean, whether they're supposed to finish last or first. Obviously, we can see that that's not the way things are ending up. So, I mean, we got to go out there as if they're a team that's going to finish at the top and, and take it to them. Okay, last week was an incredible week for you. You start Tuesday at Utah Valley. Yeah. And you hit a grand slam. You're the leadoff hitter hitting a grand <laughs> slam. What was, have you hit a grand slam before? Uh, I think since I've been back from my mission, I've hit one every year. So, really? One yeah. every year? So bases loaded, that's my, that's my thing. Yeah. Wow. What was, that, what was that like to hit one in Orem against UVU? Then? Oh, I mean, coming off the Gonzaga series, getting things, I guess, back going, and to finally get a pitch that I liked, and I did what I wanted with it. So. You in took those about, anthracite yeah. uniforms. Yeah, it's, it's those jerseys for sure. He took about 20 seconds, apparently, to get around. Did you, the scenic yeah. route when you hit a grand slam, right? Well, they were saying it took me 45 seconds, and I was like, no way, I'm not that slow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I like to take my time. You don't hit a grand slam oh, yeah. all the time, so... I told him I was shooting for two minutes, but that'd be crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Moonwalker. You would have been been beamed the next time around. Yeah, Yeah, I get on base, so that's all right. (laughs) You're doing all of this uh, having worked through a pretty significant foot injury, Mm -hmm. and uh, I know that there are some lingering effects from that. How does your foot and overall health uh, feel at this point? I I feel good. I I can't I don't know like percentage wise what I'd say but not I mean I can play my game it, it doesn't affect me I can run still bases coach doesn't he still gives me stills so I mean I feel fine and I guess we'll we'll figure out what's wrong with it at the end of the season but now we're good with the turf field how have you adapted uh, not only being a fielder but being a mm-hmm. base runner on turf um, when it gets wet you have to slide early because you just go launching but uh, I mean. Fielding is awesome. I don't wear balls in the face anymore, so get good hops. And then running, um, you're a lot faster, which is, that's nice. So You're faster on the turf. On the turf, yeah. Because you, 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 uh, you dig into something. Yeah, like there's a lot of traction. Uh, the grass isn't slipping out from under your feet. So. Nice. Career 324 batter, Brennan Anderson, second baseman for BYU Baseball. 18 career home runs as well. We just showed you that grand slam on BYU TV against Utah Valley. Last season, it was all about the consistency from this team. Mm-hmm. You lost the opening series to LMU, and then you won every other series, eight in a row or seven in a row until you lost at Gonzaga. Yeah. You want to get back to that. Yeah. What's the key to creating the consistent, uh, I guess, feeling or atmosphere within a yeah. baseball program? I mean, baseball is such a weird game, but I think it's confidence. I mean, you have to go out there. We know we can put together a good baseball game. We've been putting together a good baseball game. It's just having the confidence to know you can go out there and you can boat race somebody, and you can make the big plays when it matters. So I think we're kind of like teetering with that confidence right now. But once we can get that through every single one of our guys' heads and just have confidence that the guy behind you is going to pick you up, we're going to be able to get over that edge. So, I mean, 
it's just this, ditch the selfishness, uh, come together as a team, and just have a lot of confidence that we can go out there and we can sweep this team for sure. This team has um, a lot of talent. So how do you, how do you, and you've alluded to this, but how do you maximize those talents uh, as as one group here in this specific series? Yeah. Um... I mean, we know what every player can do, but I think you have to be able to lean on the guy in front of you and behind you. Because if you know that the guy behind you is going to he's going to pick you up if you do something bad, and the guy in front of you is getting on base for you, you don't have that stress of I need to do this all by myself. So I think we just need to be able to lean on each other and know that the teammate next to you is going to pick you up. Does someone need to stack a bunch of hats, a la Maverick Buffo, who is with the? God, yeah, who's, who's, who's that? Like, like, who's <laughs> this year, Brandon? Who's the hat stacker? I don't know if we have a hat stacker this year, but maybe we need to find one. That's for sure. We got, we got to get some kind of mojo <laughs> yeah, going. Yeah, the last year you've had either a mustache or a hat stacker or something like something yeah. to loosen up, right? Yeah, I mean that's all it is. It's a, you go out there, you got to play loose, you got to have fun. And I, I don't know. Maybe we need a hat stacker. Maybe we don't. I don't know. Maybe. We, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth. But we'll we'll come out with some fun stuff this week for sure. All right, okay. Brennan, great to have you on the program, man. Hey, great to be here. Enjoy some BYU Sports Nation karma. Hey, go, love go that. Do your thing, as, man. as if as if a grand slam last week and seven hits against Pepperdine wasn't good enough. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I could always use it, guys. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks Brennan. BYU Santa Clara tonight, eight Eastern. Six Mountain on BYU TV and BYU Radio. I'm looking forward to the series for all the reasons Brennan just uh, said and Mike Littlewood's comments. I, I can't wait. Coming up, which BYU assistant coach made it on the top 30 coaches under 30 list? Plus, an update from the Masters on Mike Weir. And Tony Finau is just teeing off. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com. For help when you need it most. Shout out to today's guests, Taylor Cole, a pitcher for the AAA Salt Lake Bees, part of the LA Angels of Anaheim organization, and Brennan Anderson of the BYU baseball team. If you miss any of the show, you can download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up uh, tomorrow, Nick Bromberg of Yahoo Sports uh, wrote about BYU football and basketball the other day. We'll talk to him. And men's volleyball coach Sean Olmstead, hopefully having clinched the one seed tonight. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Baseball. Batcats begin a three-game series with Santa Clara tonight. Miller Park, 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. And this just in, tomorrow, BYU and Santa Clara will play a doubleheader. Saturday's game moved up to 4 Eastern time, 8 Eastern time, on uh, both on BYU Radio. BYU TV will do the nightcap. Cougars in the minors. In AAA, Jacob Hanneman. And the Iowa Cubs play the Oklahoma City Dodgers today. Big day for minor league baseball. It's opening day for minors. Uh, Taylor Cole, we talked to him earlier, and the Salt Lake Bees host the Albuquerque Isotopes. In double-A, Adam Law and the Arkansas Travelers set to play the San Antonio Missions. Michael Rucker and the Tennessee Smokies set to play the Mississippi Braves. Colton Mahoney and his Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. <laughs> We'll take on the Jackson Generals. Yeah. Brendan Lund and the Mobile Bay Bears set to play Pensacola. They have no mascot, apparently. And in single-A ball, the Hat Stacker, Maverick Buffo, (laughs) and the Lansing Lugnuts will take on the Great Lakes Loons. Volleyball. Buffo gets the start, by the way. uh, Let's go, Mav. Second-ranked men's volleyball look to secure a first-place finish in the MPSF in its second-to-last regular season match tonight on the road with the win over number 4 Pepperdine at 10 Eastern on the W.TV. And the AVCA has named BYU assistant coach Jalen Reyes, who's headed to Nebraska women's program after the season, to the 30-under-30 list, a list of young, up-and-coming coaches on all levels. Cougars!
viewers in the association. Kyle Collinsworth at Big Russia 5 because that's his Twitter handle. Had 13 points, a career best in the NBA, nine rebounds, six assists, also career highs in a five point loss to the Orlando Magic. Cougars in the PGA. Mike Weir's currently tied for 57th in his five over through 14 holes in the first round of the Masters. Weir won the Masters 15 years ago in 2003. Honorary Cougar Tony Finau tees off late this morning. There's Whoa. an elephant lookout after being cleared to play this morning after dislocating his ankle yesterday at the par three contest while celebrating a hole in one. Tennis. <laughs> so much happening in that golf reader. BYU men's tennis. Begins a three-game road set in California starting today at St. Mary's. And Win- women's lost 4-3 to Utah. Correction, no TV tomorrow night for baseball. Uh, no TV at all. So listen to both on BYU Radio. Saturday's game moved up to tomorrow, 4 p.m., 8 p.m. Eastern. BYU Radio for BYU Baseball. Make it happen. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Goes to all the minor league guys. Good luck to those guys as they try and uh, make their way through the minors up to the majors. Also to the Batcats. Listen, they need an extra boost of karma to try and get uh, a series win and a sweep if possible and get back in the race in the West Coast Conference. Our question of the day. What is your reaction to ESPN's football power index projecting BYU to win 4.7 games in the 2018 season? At our Greenhaw. I hate it, but after last season, what can I say? I do think BYU will win at least seven games. Wow. At least seven games. Wow. But I'm not confident in that. Let's keep expectations down this year so that we can be pleasantly surprised instead of disappointed. Hashtag BYUSN. Go to a bowl game is the goal for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Our elite tweet of the day from at David Fiso. Watch out, college football. The Cougars are coming and they're hungry. Ten wins. Write it down. I'm calling my shot. Really? That's, that's really interesting. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter and Instagram. Use the hashtag BYUSN. The show's on demand on BYUSN.com. Our audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app for the fabulous Jerem Jordan. I am merely Spencer Linton. Uh, get out of here. Shout out to Travis Bright. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern. Go back, cats.